What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Group Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Mike, aka Rasta K. You guys can find me over on Instagram at Rasta K Grows or at the Group Learn Podcast. So, tonight's episode, I'm going to be bringing in Bro for the Cure. He's over on Instagram. Yeah, you know, he doesn't really post much stuff on his grow, but he's somebody that Drew from the Beanstalk recommended, and I started talking to him, and I really want to get to know his story, and I figured the best way to get to know it was with you guys. So I hope you enjoy the episode, and sit back, roll up, and relax, guys. Uh, well, I'll you, I can show you. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. It's outside? Yeah, yeah. I got my indoor grow kind of took a shit. I was uh, in and out of town for about um, two months, really. So I didn't really take care of them, and they died off. Damn. So you have better luck with outdoor? Yeah, well, what I'm going to show you now, well, what I did is just took clones of them all, and I got all of those out here. So I just made sure I had backups, and then I flowered them. So okay. they just they look like shit, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's for medicine only, so... Are you growing now THC mainly, or are you growing like a CBD, uh, like one-to-one or something like that? I do about half and half. I, I do have one-to-ones going uh, that are my own cross. I'm testing. Trying okay. To out how to turn this fucking camera around. But, yeah, so I know a lot of uh, – I've tried some one-to-ones from – Ganshim, Ganshim Genetics. I don't know if you follow them on Instagram. They have, they do a lot of crosses with CBD, and uh, I actually like it. Uh, I was surprised that I could actually catch a buzz from it. To be honest, I thought it was going to be like just CBD killing it, and like you not really get high from it. But it was more medicating and like a really mellow high from it. I'd say. Yeah, it takes the edge off. Doesn't give you that racy craziness. No, yeah, for right. sure. I can't figure out how to do the camera, so I'm just going to spin it around and show you. No, you're good. Okay, you got a lot of ladies in there. Oh, yeah, it looks nice. So I see you're in a greenhouse and like a little hoop yeah. house. Okay. And is this all organics, living soil? Uh, Yes. Well, pro mix, but. Pro mix, yeah. Okay. And you're feeding organics, though? You're not feeding any salts or anything like that? No, I use um, Emerald Harvest. Okay. Hell, yeah, they look good, dude. Yeah, these they're are all my one-on-ones. So what do you do with that? You start them in, what, those little six-inch pots, and then you transplant over to their finals, or you go, like, one gal and then up again? Uh, They'll probably go up to like one gallon from here right now i'll probably sex them from this so i can okay. figure out my ratio of male to female and then yeah. from there i'll grow those phenols out to see what i got well and you said those are uh, uh i'm trying to think of the word for it. i can't think of it, the ratio i guess yeah that's a one-to-one so okay. i've been now how do you how do you cross that you cross it yourself with like a photo period and a cbd like CBD yeah. dominant strain? Uh, I have a CBD strain, a 25 to 1 CBD strain that I've been growing for three years now. And it's just got a really strong pinene. It's just got the terpenes I was looking for. So Nice. I've never really had CBD that has <clears> – <throat> I've never bought CBD, should I say, that actually had a terpene profile. It always tasted the same. 
but I guess growing it yourself is probably completely different. Oh yeah, absolutely different. Like this plant's beautiful. You wouldn't even know it's CBD. That's what's up, man. The THC stuff I've grown. So I, I started breeding way back three years ago. That was about the same time Big Green Guy did, but okay. he went different paths. He went auto. I went photo. Yeah. He's well, he's got a stuff. he's got a photo in there now. He's fucking crushing it, dude. That slime god. Yeah. But that's what you get in indoor grows, I think. It'd be harder to get that outdoors. Yeah. I've been working on mine for three years. I have one called the Filio Cane that I've hunted down about 120 phenos. And it's it's the one. So now I'm going to end up reversing it. Now I've grown it inside, outside. I've stressed it. I've tried to kill it. I have killed it. <laughs> and what do you do? You take the best phenos from out of that that survives and then cross that? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I like it. Because it's different, man. It's a different breeding game for when you go to photo periods. Because I guess, what do you do? You find the best pheno, take clones from that, and then you do you hunt again from those clones? Uh, like, just, let's say you got a pheno number, whatever, four, that was growing taller, better than the other ones. Do you take clones from that and then sex that to get to look for something different? Or how does that really work? How do you choose? I uh, I'm pretty hard on my plants, so if they survive, they're worthy. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, like I, I don't feed them, and then I will overfeed them. Um, I'll try to transplant them rough. I just beat on them. But That's I really good, I look guess. for terpenes is what I'm really, I hunt for. Yeah. I would say I'm just going for any kind of structure. I do go for structure. And, and all that kind of stuff but i'm more into the terpenes for the medical benefits well i was going to just say that i was going to say the the terpenes is where the medicinal benefits really lie though too yes yeah so. that and, and eating it is really where you get the most beneficial i'm surprised i see i can't and eat it anytime i eat chemo, it it knocks me out yeah they're all the same here okay. i eat it i eat it at night i eat rso at night when i go to sleep it helps me sleep through the night and kills off anything so you're, going still, you're still medicating with rso oh yeah daily wow about a half so a gram to a gram okay now are you uh are you cancer free right now yeah about okay, that's what i thought three and a half years now nice and you just continue the rso just because it's just you find it like a kind of like a holistic medicine yeah well it saved my life <laughs> yeah First off, chemo and radiation failed me, and uh, that was right in the middle of researching this, and somebody showed me how to make it, so I started taking it, and it shrunk my tumors way faster than the chemo and the radiation. That's amazing, uh, man. So after that, that was it. I, I didn't put any more of that poison in my body, and been taking this ever since. Now, were you in a legal, were you in a legal state at that time, or did you have to just kind of go behind doors and do it? No, I was I was in an illegal state. I was buying it off the street, uh, and then as soon as I got well, it's it was legal, but they don't they didn't sell. It was in New York, but it was I had my med car, but all they have were tinctures, pills, and a vape pen, and that it's not really medicine. No, I mean? it's just to kind of just get 
get recreational. Yeah, they said it was medical, but it's not. I have the argument with dispensaries all the time. Nothing's really medical in there. I'm like, maybe your gummies, but that's full of sugar. So how is that medical? You're feeding cancer. You're not really curing it. That's very true. So now that you're cured and everything, have you kind of changed your lifestyle habits too since doing that? Oh, yeah. I bet, man. I get, it can go a long way because uh, my dad actually had uh, cancer. He had his tumor in the lymph nodes between his legs. And, uh, he, dude, he went through chemo. He went through everything. And I was I was so trying to get him to take cannabis. He would not do it, though, because he was, he was sick, dude. He was, like, nauseous. He was just, like, going through hell. And I was like, dude, you know if you just – eat it i said you don't have to smoke it just eat it and i promise you'll feel better and he did end up taking a half a gummy one time of cbd only and he was like i mean it just helped me sleep a little bit but it's it was me being in an illegal state like you said all i can get is like i get delta eight and uh, all these other things but they're not medical they're just to get high off of so there's really no way to get medical here unless you make it yourself or grow it yeah, it's like yourself to grow to grow the cure, man. It's just like you're you're doing it for yourself and others. I saw now too. Yeah, I help out friends and family along the way. Yeah. Now, do you have anyone else in the family that's going through anything, or are you just helping them out, just getting them medicated? No, not at the moment. I lost my uncle. He had the same kind of cancer. Well, he had colon cancer. I had rectal uh, around the same time, but he just kind of gave up on life. That sucks, man. I'm sorry. That's tough, dude. I know it can like really probably take a toll on you. I mean, I, I don't know personally, but I mean, you can be the the person that really describes that. It's like the depression, I'm sure, sinks in and quality of life probably goes down while you're going through it. All so right. I think cannabis right there alone can help you just kind of get out of that darkness. Oh, absolutely. Well, on chemo, you it makes you feel like your insides are melting. The only way I can think about it or explain it, I say. It's horrible, dude. That's horrible to even think. The cannabis was the only thing that like took that edge off and like counterbalanced, made me feel like somewhat normal. That's awesome. And this was stuff that you um ended up did you end up growing your own while you were going through chemo no. and all that? You were just getting it. Okay. Yeah, I was completely underground. Gotcha. And then as soon as I was cancer free and passed all my tests and it came back cancer free. I was like, all right, I'm moving. And I moved two weeks later to Colorado to start growing my own medicine. <laughs> there you go, dude. That's like the perfect place to do it, man. So I was going to say, what got you into the grow? What got you into growing your own, especially if you were cancer free, just to, for the for fun my, of it? Yeah. I, I've always loved the cannabis plant. I grew it for quite a few years when I was younger, and then when my son was born, I had to stop. So I took a 17-year hiatus. Wow. <laughs> so you did that just for personal, for yeah. personal reasons? Okay. Yeah, well, I guess before it, was, it wasn't for personal, but it was definitely that was years ago underground. That was for profit. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. <laughs> so it's different times nowadays, man. It's definitely it's definitely like changed a lot because. I mean, I can grow around my son right now, and I bring him around to grow. And of course, there's there's a couple of people out there that are like, oh, you know, it's that's still illegal and all of this. But I'm the type of person that tries to break that stigma, you know. Like, 
yeah, you could get in trouble with the law, I'm sure. And like if they found out what this and that. But the way I look at it is, is a tomato plant. You know, it's just another plant that is they're they're, they're not going to he can't get high off of it. He can touch it. He's not going to do anything to him. It's not going to get high if you smoke the plant how it is. You know, you have to put it through a process and you you know how it is. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of that thing that's like it's until it's processed and cured. It's not really anything, dude. Yeah. It's just a plant. Or decarbonated, it's got to be heated. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's a plant, it's an herb. Yeah, herbal medicine, man. And same thing with. Uh, have you ever experimented around with any psilocybin yet? Oh yeah, I I was known as the mushroom man my senior year of high school. <laughs> Hell yeah, I, dude. I, my senior year of high school, I finished. I moved to Texas, South Texas, and. Uh, a little Mexican friend showed me how to pick them things in the fields, and I took it to the next level. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So I started bringing home the cow shit from the fields, and my whole front yard was cow shit. So I would just dump the mushrooms every morning and water them, and I would that's, get up mushrooms every day. That was pretty that's bad. so smart, dude. If I would have known that back in the day, man, when I was in high school, I would have been doing that. Because we used to go to the cow pastures like in the middle of the night, you know, and with red lights so we wouldn't get caught and shit trying to find those – uh. I think yeah. they're called the golden the golden nipples or something like that. Oh, it's yeah. like that's all you would find out there. Those are beautiful. They're so good. Yeah, I, I remember that day. So I would yeah, I'd bring home the cow shit with the spores on it and just put it in my front yard, <laughs> but I wouldn't have to go back out in the field. <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> Nowadays you're just growing them in tubs. That's like I'm doing. I have a, like a plastic tote and just growing them in with cocoa. Not even shit anymore. You don't need manure really. I'm growing yeah. just straight cocoa core. I haven't done that. In- Many, many years. That's my medicine right there. That's like, I, cannabis is definitely a medicine to me. Let's say, I think cannabis is more for anxiety and like for the racing thoughts. But the uh, psilocybin, man, it's like taking microdoses, like 100 milligrams. It really has changed my mood. It's like a mood stabilizer. After taking it for a while, like your whole mood changes, your demeanor, your outlook on life changes. Just become like a better fucking person, I want to say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, when I was going through my diagnosis, I I took some very high doses of psychedelics. Uh, And there wasn't mushrooms. I took a bunch of LSD, a bunch of liquid, paper. I I ate a lot, a lot. (laughs) That's good. I mean, did it get that's Sometimes that's what you need. You need that reset, you know? Uh, Yeah. I I do that now about every three months. I got to. It helps rewire my brain. That's the only way I can tell people. That it, it refocuses me. Yeah. It helps me and I don't know why. I've, I've been doing it since I was a kid. Hell yeah. That's how I've been, man. I've always been. I started on DMT and then LSD, little tabs that we would do all the time. And But I never took it as a medicine until later in life. That was the problem. I was just having fun with it. And um, I look at yeah. the psilocybin as... That is just that I give I give that out to people, you know, kind of like you do with your cannabis. You help people out, friends. I grow the mushrooms technically just for other people. I mean, because I grow so much of it and I need it for myself, but I have like a plethora of leftovers. So I just take that and send it to people that are like, hey, man, I'm just going through a hard time. You know, depression's kicking my ass and I'm just, you know, that's like what I want to do. I want to help people. And it's illegal as fuck, dude. I get 20 – in Georgia, man, it's uh, for uh, psilocybin, it's 25 years minimum. 
because it's so because it's such a fucking because i'm in the, the bible belt you know and they're like no nah, you cannot have a free will and change your mind that's horrible it is man and it's just like i'm not gonna stop there's no way i'm gonna stop just because of that i mean psilocybin it's just i don't get the whole natural if you can grow from the earth you should be able to have it like i get yeah. like cocaine and heroin and you got to synthesize that shit and add stuff to it this is straight natural from the earth like you should be able to pick it and have it for free there should be no limits yeah i 100 percent agree slapping god in the face like you made a mistake you know i think i think that's going to happen you know i think psilocybin is going to end up becoming regulated because there's there's so many articles out now with people saying that uh, psilocybin is the next antidepressant it works better than antidepressants because there's no side effects so there's all these, especially in Colorado, you know, they're being able to research it there because I believe it's decriminalized. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, so everybody, everybody and their mother has it here. I feel like that's what I'm saying. Everybody so, and me like, hey, you got mushrooms? No, you want some? <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what I'm. I'm coming to Colorado, uh, coming June, July 29th through the 31st, and I was like, I'm hoping to get some mushrooms. Like, but can you go to, like, a dispensary, or is it just like you have to know somebody to know somebody? Yeah, you got to know somebody at this point. They're not sold yet. Okay, so it's just it's, a criminal. It's, so I'm going to. It's not going really. To a cup, so evil, I feel like. So. Have it. Yeah. Huh. It's kind of like cannabis is here. It's decriminalized in my city, but they still like they'll give you a ticket or whatever if they're if they want to. But that's just. It makes no sense, man. Because like I was saying earlier, they have delta. Have you do you know what delta eight is? Yeah, the diet weed. Yeah, exactly. It's like the weed that's like it. I don't even know what it is, dude. It's just uh, I call it diet weed because it's like a real, real light. Yeah, I did dabs of that stuff and it's like, oh hey, that's what I do. I did dabs and it gets you pretty high, dude. It really does. But that's like a light buzz. It's not a. It's not as intense. (laughs) But I mean, that's what boggles me here is that you're able to do that and able to get high off of it. But you can't just smoke the real stuff because it does the same exact thing. But I think that's a pharmaceutical issue or I think whoever whoever has their hands in Delta 8 and be able to make it because I believe that has to be synthesized as well. Yeah, I heard they got to process it with some kind of an acid or something. Exactly. So it's just like a different process that goes with it and you end up with something that we don't really know. You know, it's just like, why can't you just use the real plant? <laughs> They're so, going to give you something that's even worse than the real thing, but don't you can't have the real thing. No. It'll change. It's changing now. Slowly. They yeah. just changed the laws here in Colorado. I'm pretty fucking stupid, actually. What did they change? Change uh, it. Pretty much for the medical. I just redid my medical card, my growing card, like my cultivation license, and they're just assholes now. Like, Last year, I was able to buy like 40 grams of concentrate. Uh, this year, I can only buy eight. Wow, that's a huge cut. I could buy a quarter pound. Now I can buy eight ounces at a time, but I can still only buy eight grams of concentrate. Like, well, are stupid. they just trying to regulate it, or is there not enough being? Yeah, I don't know produced. what. The fuck I know there's. I know there's enough being produced. That's not fucking even a question. <laughs> yeah, there's enough being produced. It's about greed. It's all about greed, money. Yeah, I believe it. So you so you grow with a license in there. Yeah. You're not growing just recreational, like with how you can just be living there to grow. 
Uh, I do, but I like to I like to push the limit. So yeah, recreational, you can only grow six plants. So I like to grow a little bit more. I did not know that in Colorado. I thought it was the 99 plant limit, like California. Oh no 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 six six plants per person unless you buy a license and you can get 12 plants or 24. I forget how the law goes. I yeah. think after so many years, you can get to the 99 count plant. Now is that? Uh, did they? Did they? You got to hold your license for I think five years or eight. I, I don't really know all the rules or yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. I know some of those rules are like, you can have 12 plants in flower, but you could have like 50 in veg because it's they don't consider it a count yeah. because it's not yeah. in flower. Well, and here it's done by county. So like each different county. If like if I go to a county over, they can only flower half of their plant count. Where where I'm at, I can flower all of my plant counts at the same time. That must be nice. So, how do you harvest like a lot at a time? Or are you trying to get like you fill that greenhouse up, or do you flower, or do you have kind of a perpetual growing? I kind of have things going. Like in my tent right now, I've got seven plants that are going to be harvested in two weeks or so. So then I'll fuck around with the new ones I got here, the eight new flavors. I'll probably take a couple clones off of each and then throw those in the tent inside, flower those off inside, see how those turn out. Okay. Oh, yeah. Keep backups. Because the, the ones I have in the tent now are all shot. But Well, that's because why? Cause you just stress them too much? Yeah, I was out of town. So there was a bug issue, which I got that taken care of with ladybugs. But then there's a huge nutrient issue. My wife watched them when I was out of town and she's just she's not really good with plants. It's not, <laughs> not everybody can do that. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, say, I would say that <clears throat> I would say that a lot of people can do it, but I, but that I would be wrong. Because if I were to try to get my wife to take care of my plants, she probably wouldn't know what to do either. She kept them alive, so that's that's, that's all that matters. Yeah, you hear <laughs> what uh, Once I cloned them and they rooted, I was like, I'm just gonna flower them. I could have. It would have taken me another month or so to like get them back to health, and I just don't have time to be farting around. Yeah, I feel you, man. So I kind of want to hear your story, man. If you're willing to share it on like the whole cancer thing, you know, like I want to know. I, because I wanted to get to know you first off, and I figured the best way to get to know you is through this podcast and let other people know you as well. Because I told some other people that I was recording with you, and they were actually excited to do it. So you got a big following out there, people that are kind of want to hear your story, I think. I've got amazing followers. Yeah. I don't even know where to start. Well, I mean, I guess... I guess we could start off with, I guess, when you when you were diagnosed, you went through chemo and all of that, and then it, you just were having a hard time with it. It wasn't working, so you ended up growing your own to have, medicate yourself. But really, like, what? How, how long was that process? I don't want to bring back any bad memories, you know what I mean? But, like, kind of just, like, walk me through, like, kind of how you, how, like, chemo worked and how you ended up getting into cannabis, you know? Like, did somebody just give it to you? Yeah, I mean, I'll walk you through what I remember. I do, I've found that I've blocked out a lot. Like, my wife will bring up stuff, and I'll be like, oh, that happened? And I'll be like, oh, shit, that did happen. <laughs> Just stuff I block out. Yeah. 
Uh, well, that's reasonable. <laughs> I mean, I got tricked into the scare tactics right from the get-go with the doctors. Uh, they're like, you got stage four rectal cancer, and it spread through your blood to your liver. And they're like, we can help you if you start chemo right now. So, you know, they, that basically scared me anyway. They're like, we can save your life, but you got to do it right now. You got to get going. So I did. And I went through six rounds of chemo. How long is that? Is that like six months? No, uh, two weeks. So 12 okay. weeks, I want to say maybe three to three months. I went through every two weeks. I, I had a port in my chest. They would plug this fucking thing into me and I'd have to walk around with it for two days and it would just pump the poison into my body basically and then I would wait another two weeks and then I'd plug back in for two days and I did that and then my doctors let me took a break to go get married with my wife so we got married and went on a honeymoon and I came back and they were were gonna do four more rounds of chemo and they did it with radiation together and man, as soon as my body started doing that radiation chemo together, that was it. Mm-hmm. Well, how does that radiation work? Is that was that the one when they they like inject something in you or? No, they just put me on a table and zap me with radiation. <laughs> God damn, dude. Yeah. That sounds safe. They tell you not to be next to your fucking microwave, but I guess they just blast you with it. It's yeah, crazy it's the techniques, it. man. It's crazy the shit they do, dude, just to try to do that. Yeah, it was horrible. So after that, I wound up in the hospital, uh, almost dead. ER, and then through this time, I've been researching natural, holistic ways, trying to heal myself, and I came, kept coming across cannabis oil. So my wife introduced me to one of her friends. Who, my wife's straight edge, so it was weird for her to come at me like I know somebody. I was like, How do you know somebody? Yeah, <laughs> I'm the person that knows people, but. He ended up taking me over to his house, and he showed me uh, how to make RSO. So I started making RSO and eating that. Because at the time, I'd lost 25 pounds in a week, like right Jesus. out of the house. And then I, that's when I wound up in the ER. Like, I, yeah. I thought I would die. <laughs> so my doctors went from like, oh, we can save you. To, well, I don't know if we can do anything. You got to gain, you know, like another 40 or 50 pounds before we can do the surgery. And these tumors are too big. And, so that's when I started eating RSO and edibles, whatever I could get my hands on. And, and it worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About a month and a half. It shrunk my tumor down. What did your doctor have to say about that? They were in a shock. They're like, I don't know what you're doing, but keep doing it. Cause I would go in and I was gaining the weight and they were like in shock. <laughs> but all I did was eat and sleep. Like I was yeah. so much RSO. I was so high. That shit is when I yeah, first started, I've never been like, able to try it. Yeah, think about eating. Think about eating a quarter of mushrooms. <laughs> it's so is euphoric. It's super trippy. Like you feel like you're gonna jump out of your skin. Damn. But yeah, it'll make you hallucinate. It's, but I it's, guess if you're going through the pain and everything and like feeling like shit, it probably is just better to feel like that than <laughs> anything yeah. else. I didn't want to die, so I, I could handle the. I could handle that. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. So after your buddy showed you how to make it, you started just buying herb and making it yourself, or yeah, yeah. What so you buying it, making it in the crock pot, little milk cooked down in a crock pot. Yep. 
I've seen I've seen the videos on it, and I, I was gonna do it. I tried to, and I injected it up into a little syringe after it all cooked down. But to be honest, dude, I was kind of sketched to even take it. I did one dab of it because I didn't eat it, so I tried to dab it, and all it did was kind of just like burn in the rig. You're not supposed to to smoke it. (laughs) uh, Yeah, so I tried to smoke it, and it didn't work out too well. And then, uh, yeah, I just was – I was sketched to eat it, dude. I really was because after reading Reddit forms and, like, now hearing you say that, I'm kind of glad I really didn't take it because I don't know if I was ready for that, man. What's that? You start small. Start like a – That's what they said. A grain of rice is all you need. But they were like, that will fuck you up, man. I'm just like, okay. You start with like a quarter size of the grain of rice. Like start God. really, really small and work your way up. That is that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy how potent that is, man. Yeah. But it, it'll cure about damn near anything, I feel like. That's that's why I kind of want to try it. Just to like, as like, well, I guess the same reason you're doing it. Just for, uh, like guess, a healing benefit. I mean, well, how how often do you take it? I take it every night. Okay, and it doesn't make you like feel groggy the next day. No, I feel great. I get a solid eight hours of sleep. And feel great the next day. Hmm. I mean, if Something. I take uh, if I take a lot, then yeah, I will feel groggy. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole thing with me is like if I that's why I like smoking before bed because it helps me sleep, and then I don't, I wake up refreshed. I don't wake up like groggy or feeling like shit or anything. But if I eat edibles, I usually wake up like it's harder to wake up. But that's just me. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I got your story. That's good. I mean, we're only a half hour in. I'd like to go. I'd like to take this episode definitely longer. So Sweet. I, I got I got some story that not many people have heard. I'd love to hear cool. it, man. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> so through this whole cancer thing, I've well, we'll just start with this. I've been looking for my dad for like 20 four years do this cancer thing out my sister's brother found his side of the family because he had a different kind of like i don't know i didn't ever knew my father so okay while i was going through cancer my wife and her brother did like an ancestry dna and they like were able to find his side of family so i was like oh shit i'm gonna try that so i did it I wanted it was right in the middle of chemo, probably at the end of chemo, and didn't hear anything for about two months. <clears throat> All of a sudden, I got an email from someone saying, "Hey, uh, we match. I think we should have a conversation." <clears throat> Sorry about that. No, you're good, man. There's all kinds of pollen floating around. I think I'm inhaling this shit. <laughs> so, sure enough, my dad found me on ancestry dna trying to find his parents <laughs> damn man that's kind of that's really cool dude so did you did y'all meet in person yet yeah uh he came up and visited me because he contacted me this was uh, right after my surgery so i was still recovering i had to wait about two months to recover and as soon as i was recovered enough he flew up and visited me in denver or i mean uh, buffalo when i lived there uh we hung out <sighs> Um, then I moved to Colorado, and then he's he's been here once. Uh, he's supposed to come back, but he's a procrastinator, he, so <laughs> I know where I get that from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and come to find out, he's a pothead just like me. 
And not only that, he's he's grown out pretty much every strain I've created so far. Wow. That's kind of cool. You should be proud of that, at least for sure. <laughs> yeah. We've talked every day, but one day since uh, he was super sick. It was the only day we didn't communicate. We've communicated every day since we found each other. It's pretty fucking awesome. That's really good, man. After 24 years, you said? Yeah. Well, wow. that's what I was looking for him. I didn't find out about him until uh, I was 16. And then I didn't get his name until I was 18. So I spent 18 until just a few years ago looking for him. Huh. And that's something people never know, man. That's the little things that, you you know, you don't know about people, you know? Yeah, not many people know that story. Well, I'm proud, dude. I'm actually, I really am. I'm, I'm proud that you were able to, to find that and, and get that in your life, especially with what you were going through, you know, especially after the cancer. And I'm sure that was kind of a sign of relief. Yeah, it was like to a be able to have. Yeah, it really was to have your, your dad there when you feel like you're about to die, you know? I mean, it's kind of like, it's like perfect timing. It's the universe worked in a certain way and it worked out that way, you know? It was, it was the universe just working out for you. And people around you. I know you, your wife and all that found it through Ancestry, but, I mean, it worked out to be that time. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. It's been a wild ride. <laughs> My bet, man. So, anything else, man? You have any questions or you want to... Where are you looking at? Where are you at? I'm in Georgia. Yeah, I think I heard I'm, that on one of your podcasts. Yeah, I'm down southeast Georgia, like near Florida. Kind of where my dad is. Yeah. Well, if you ever visit, man. Prohibition <laughs> land. Oh yeah, the prohibition land sucks, but I my my goal was to get out of Colorado, man. Then I had a kid, and ever since I've had him, it's going on two years now. It's kind of like it's just it's so damn hard to move now because it's just. Uh, family is like I, I want to take them away but it's one of those things that I don't want to take them away from family here because they help out you know what I mean but at the same time I'm risking every single day that I live here like I literally am risking losing them by going away but I'm willing to take that chance and that I think that's that's what's helping me not knock on wood get caught you know is just being positive about it, not telling anyone about it, and just kind of doing my own thing, man. Growing my own medicine, just like you. Yeah, that's what it is. Just don't tell people. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to tell a lot of people that. We get too excited. I yeah. did it. I got excited my first time growing, and I think I told like four or five of my friends, close friends, I was like, oh, y'all don't have to buy anymore. I'm going to supply you guys. I had four plants going, man, and I was like, I can't supply anybody, dude. This is just mine. Take <laughs> over 100 days, and I was like, guys, I'm sorry, man. Like, It took me over three months to grow this. I can't just give it away. Oh, that's, that's how I thought when I moved here. I was like, I'll be able to grow all this, bud. I'm going to have all this extra supply in it. RSO eats up a lot of weed, man. How much are you using per like batch? If you want to make like... 80% of my crop goes to RSO. Holy shit. Now, what is, are you, are you like just taking the buds, drying it and 
do you do the same curing process as you would for smokable flour? Yeah. Yeah, same curable. I only go maybe a month. You only got to go about two weeks for ours, so you don't yeah. really have to cure because you're not really smoking it. You're well, that's what I was going to say. You're not getting terpenes or anything from that. It's just the straight medicinal, like what straight, just THC and CBD? Yeah, yeah, but you still got to let it like mellow down, let the chlorophyll dissolve. You know what I mean? You still got to cure it a little bit to let it the terpenes ripen, I guess. See, I think what I did wrong with mine is I used um, – all like popcorn buds and trimming and all of that. I used a lot of trim, so it did taste like plant material, like really bad. Yeah. But that's, that's just good. what I was using. I, I couldn't. Mean, it, it tastes like shit. Yeah. <laughs> not going to lie. It tastes like okay. ass. So that's, like that's, that's how it's supposed to taste. Uh, yeah, it's like licking an ashtray. It's so gross. I put it on a piece of chocolate and then put it under my tongue to try to like kill the bitterness. And you you haven't gotten used to it yet after that long? <laughs> no, it's gross. It's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I'm yet to try it, man. It's lifesaver. It's absolutely lifesaving. So, I hate that I don't have any questions for you, man. I don't really I don't really go through these podcasts with questions. I just kind of let it flow the conversation. So, like I said, if you have anything, you shoot for it. I mean, I can I can keep asking you questions like on your grow for sure. Like if you said you use Pro Mix and Emerald Harvest, right? So um, yeah, you know, this round I've been switching through everything. I try everything. Like the, that, if I have the work I've been the plant I'm working on now, this Ophelia cane, I called it. It was uh, my first plant when I first moved here. I named it Ophelia. And I want to say it was a Northern Lights. I'm not sure what it was. Uh, it was unknown, but it gave me the most beautiful male that I bred with. And everything that guy has touched has been beautiful. Ophelia? I call it Ophelia cane. Ophelia. So it's, yeah, it was my Ophelia. It was my male that I used. And I hit that. I crossed that with a slur cane. Okay. And, and, and you do all photo peers, right? No auto flowers. Oh, I do autos, but I do autos in the winter. Okay, that's smart. Are you doing those outside? Yeah, I my autos never do well outside, so I I don't get enough sunshine in my yard. As you can see, my greenhouse doesn't get a whole lot of sun. Like right now. Okay. Yeah, I see that tree shading it a lot. Yeah, there's trees like <laughs> I have two huge trees that have kind of blocked it, so it kind of sucks. But it is what it is. But if you see, I also live right. Oh, you live. There's a lot of. That's a park. Hey, yeah, oh, okay. people walk right by my fence here, so have to be careful as well. Damn. Yeah, I'm sure they smell it. <laughs> oh yeah, you come around here around October. It, I early feel like October. anywhere. <laughs> so how long are you running those then? To like, so you run them like what 120 140 days or do you just do you i guess outdoors you don't really you I don't gotta let them go that's what i was going to say you can't determine whether they're going to flower or not they just do it on their own yeah i mean I'll, I'll run them around the yard and chase sunshine around my yard sometimes yeah but yeah for the most part they just kind of do their own thing in there and training wise i didn't see you really had anything going on in there do you do any type of training Yes, I do. I actually have a 
something called a ganja grid. Okay. To be in my, I just I need to start posting my grows again. I will now that I'm going to get back into routine. It's ganja grid is I forget. I think that's his his tag name. What it is, it's like a metal training thing, but you have a music speaker that plays music and it vibrates. I know what you're talking about. It was kind of like uh, I think like something kind made something like that and it's like a metal yeah i know exactly what you're talking about i forget the name yeah. of it the company i don't know if it's that same one you're talking about but i saw them on instagram and they hit me up and ganja i was kind of like ganja grid and i was kind of just like i don't know i don't know how i really felt about that you know what i mean just because i wasn't really sure how vibrations could it's make the plant absolutely amazing i did really? side by side big difference the buds were bigger there was more terpenes in it like a I'm sold, man. That product hmm. is the fucking truth. That's the future of cannabis. Really? So I yeah, wonder. I'm, I'm pissed. I don't have it in there. I don't have it set up now because my plants are just the fucking. Well, how does up. that work? Just per plant? Like you put it over one, kind of like a trellis? Yeah, you can. He sells all different sizes. He'll he'll make it to your specific size, uh, and then the speaker sits right in the middle, and it vibrates the whole thing. So it's that's just crazy. like because that's what happens outside, right? The wind blows, plants get they get sounds like it's what happens in nature so you yeah. put that in a tent like it it shortens them the stems get fatter like i'm a firm believer man that product is no joke and there's science behind it there's like scientific proof behind everything yeah I, well i've heard that before that plants can thrive off of vibrations that's why they say like play, playing music in the room or talking to them well i know talking to them helps release co2 more but i know that i've heard about music and the vibrations and the plants like taking it in but uh as far as like them moving from that i i use a lot of airflow i use like three fans in my small two by four and what i've noticed is i always grow smaller stocky like fat fucking stems and like dense buds and i really want to say that contributes to all the fans i have going in there because my plants are always dancing yeah that does and it's not and when you add like the sound and stuff like that that had adds to the terpene profiles like it creates really? it to shut off more terpenes because that's like their sense that they put off to attract or detract bug you know what i mean yeah hmm. yeah i'm that's, definitely that gonna have to look into that and if anyone else listen has he ever used it hit me up and let me know too because that's something that's something i could probably use for myself to definitely experiment with i'm always trying new things and i tried trellis one time and i did not I did not like it. I used it for like a week and I took it down just because I like to hand water my plants and yeah. I couldn't, I could not imagine that plant getting big in there and not being able to take it out. So didn't go with that. Uh, I don't know if you heard the LST clips, you know, those little plastic, little 90 degree clips. You've yeah. seen those around. I got I'm doing can of benders. Yeah. That's the same thing. Same thing. Yeah. They're awesome. They were good. They do work good. I've noticed that's what I'm using now. They really help fatten up the stems. It's kind of like the same thing as pinching and twisting, what I used to do a lot, but I don't feel like you, I feel like that does the same exact thing. Now you don't have to worry about damaging the stem or cause breaking it too. Exactly. It's very similar. It is. So you do, so the ganja grid, kind of like it. (laughs) That, That product is the truth. And when I do have seeds, I'll probably have feminized seeds, the Felia cane. Uh, those are probably going to go to the Auto Seed Club. Snipe Gang's getting those. Hell yeah. 
Yeah, look out for my community, man. My people that have been there for me, I'm going to be there for them. That's what's up, dude. Yep. I like Auto Flower Dummy a lot. I had him on here, and we've been close friends since he started. So He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah so what's, me and Big what's Green your... Guy. Me and Big Green Guy had about 100 followers, 200 followers when we started following each other. <laughs> he's one of the first quick. people I met on here. And yeah. I, he's become my best, one of my best friends. Never even met him yet, but yeah. Well, that's why that's what I like about this community, and that's why I do this podcast, and I bring people on like you and Big Green Guy and all these other people because these are the real people of the community. These are the we're the guys that really are the backbone of the community, rather than not hating at all, not hating on anybody, but some of these bigger names that just they popped up out of nowhere and now they have like 10,000 followers, you know what I mean? And they're just kind of looking for the fame growing. They're not really looking at that. They don't really have the passion behind it. I don't yeah, feel like the community should be about helping each other to share yeah. knowledge, not charging sharing anybody. Knowledge. Not, it's not like, Oh, your planets look like shit. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Well, give me some advice, you piece of shit. Like yeah, help. It's toxic. Help. There's enough of us here to help each other. Nobody should struggle. Yeah, definitely, man. And especially now, because when I started growing, I didn't wasn't I was on Instagram, but I didn't know who to follow, and there wasn't really, because I started about five five years ago. I was started on Instagram, and dude, just to believe it or not, five years ago there really wasn't that many people out there as open as they are. You know, it's really changed, and more people are like making YouTube's now on it and, and on Instagram, and not worrying about the stigma behind it. And I think that's what's helping the community, because I still today get direct messages from people that are like hey i'm starting to grow because of your podcast man i really want to like you know what do i need to get started uh, and it's just it's i do it for free you know what i mean i'm using my time and i'm not charging anybody which i know other people charge i know a guy that i ask questions and he's like hey man i charge 200 dollars an hour and i never message him back because that's just fuck that you know yeah but that's also that's bad karma that shit's all going to come back to him too you know what i mean yeah i've noticed that the more i put out and help people the the more oh i gotta give another shout out yep. if i could I gotta yep. give a shout out. loving her eyes oh yeah amazing fucking flower from that part yeah from her man good people yeah i've never i haven't had the chance to even talk to her or them i don't know is it a is it a couple or is it just a female yeah, just herself yeah, it's it's, it's I believe it's her and her boyfriend. I've okay. met them both at uh, Indo Expo about three years ago when I moved here. And amazing person, and she's helped me so much. Yeah, a couple. Of, one of my plants I got growing now. I have a Mac that she sent me. That she asked me what kind of terpenes I was looking for, and I, I told her lemon, lemon, lemony. Sure enough, she sent me a clone of a Mac, straight lemon, just like lemon. That's what's up. See, that's what I love about the community, man, is that right there. Is this like, hey, what do you want? What are you looking for? Hey, I know, you know, they just give it to you. Yeah, and that's something that I've been hunting. So it's like, holy shit, she just saved me like how many years? (laughs) She's keeping me alive. So she's another reason I'm still around. So what are your favorite terpenes then? You said limonene? Yeah. Or limonene? I like pinene. Anything that kills cancer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think all of them do. What is that? Be be careful in care of yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that one's really good at uh, killing. That's some, blue, that's some blue dream, I believe. I got another one of those going now. Yeah, people knock on blue dream here in Colorado, but I love it. I think they knock on it because it's just like 
I think just that saying, was something that was one of their first ones here or something. Like yeah, that. and it's just uh, like, oh, you're still on Blue Dream. It's just like, hey, man, it's great. You know, it, if it works, it works. But the funny thing is, I just moved here from New York, so everybody here is like, oh, sour diesel, sour diesel. I'm like, fuck sour diesel. Man. Uh, <laughs> I've been smoking yeah. sour diesel for 20 years. That is some out. of the best stuff, though, man. I love a, uh, I love a sour diesel or anything with like a Kim in it. It's really yeah. good. It's one of some of my yeah. favorite smokes. I do. It is mine too. It's just it's funny. Uh, that's what's the hype here, and I'm like, well, see, that's what the thing is. Is back there we don't have Blue Dream. We got a shit ton of that sour diesels everywhere. That's funny how different regions, man. Because down here it's purple. It's anything purple, dude. Purple punch. I feel like that's what you hear everywhere. Is like, oh, I got that purple, or I got the purple punch, or they just call it the purple. You know what I mean? Because they don't really know what it is. It just looks purple. But yes. that's like that's all you see down here, and it's just I feel like purples to me are more indica. I've always noticed that purples make me tired. Yeah, me too. I had a lot of purples come out of my Ophelia canes. The no, one I got now, that the one I got now is not purple. It's uh, I don't even know how to explain. It smells like fresh fruits. That's nice. I like that. I don't even know it. It is the best that I've smoked and I've judged a couple of competitions and nothing's come close to this thing. This thing will probably win awards when I put it out. And that's a CBD to THC. No, this was straight, Just straight THC. Straight THC. Yeah. Okay. But I've been hunting it for three years. Finally narrowed it down to the one. <laughs> that's good, man. That's crazy. I'd love, I'd love to see you do something with it and try some seeds out one day, you know, when you get some going, I'll show you my, I can give you a, little peek it's a horrible show you my horrible grow no nah, man i don't judge anybody's grow dude i've i i've been there so we're going this is your indoor yeah see i got like a little i got the, the three room tent yeah so I, I can do a perpetual This guy here is my actual. Cam, you got some big girls in there. Yeah. So that's all one strain? No, no. I got a few. I got two of my which, crosses. Which one's the Ophelia? The one you just showed me, that one with the can of benders on it? Yeah, this one here. Okay. Oh, you can see the frost. I don't know where my camera is. No, y'all see the frost, yeah. I can definitely see it, dude. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then this one. I don't know why you say that's a shitty grow, dude. Your grow looks really fucking good in there. <laughs> they, yeah. I mean, they, they don't look ugly either. I mean, they're just your plants, they're just, dude. They're rough. They went through a rough patch. <laughs> like I said, I could have brought them back. I, they needed another month to recoup, but it is what it is. Yeah, I've got, I got an Ophelia's Dessert. Uh, which is the other one I just showed you. I got a CBD plant. I've got one called Nag Champ. That a buddy of mine, the real grow doctors, good dude, good page to follow. He he gave me this for a medical reason. Okay. Uh, AP17 is called. It's apricot peach. Sounds um, good. <laughs> it's it's amazing. I've so got do you catch your, do you have a breeder of choice that you go with, or do you just kind of like hunt around, or I hunt around. Okay. And I got a Northern Lights and then the Mac One. That sounds uh, like it'd be a good cross. 
Yeah. So, yeah, man, I like it. I don't think it's shitty looking at all, dude. I mean, they look like they were a little stressed out, but, dude, it's just... It's a plant. It's a weed plant, dude. It grows so fuck. Grows. I mean, it grows just like a weed, man. Yeah. They're resilient as fuck. And I know I could have spent an extra month on them, but I just didn't really want them. That and I need my medicine. I'm almost yeah. out of RSO, so I need to put a. Couldn't wait. So what do you do? Do you bring your outdoors inside when you're ready to flower them if you need something? Or I probably just, will this time. Yeah. Just because I I don't have anything else in the pipeline inside now that doesn't do anything to the uh, that doesn't i guess it won't change anything you just bring them straight in and pop them under 12 12 yeah i've always been worried about bugs man i have one outdoor plant going and i don't think i don't think it's going to do good I, I have leaf miners on it already and there's like it's been bleached it's like these white bleach spots all over the leaves and oh, i don't yeah. know I if those too i think that's I don't know if that's heat. I think it is the heat because it's been 110 and 113 here. Yeah, I got some of that happening on my leaves right now, but it's been mid-90s, upper 90s. So. But you're dealing with low humidity, though, don't you guys? Oh, yeah, it's horrible. That's what I was going to say. See, humidity here is fucking like 90% in the morning, you know? Yeah, trying to fucking cure here is ridiculous. I have to have a humiditor, humiditor blasting, full blast in the closet that I dry in. <laughs> Yep, that's what I do. Just because running the AC so here is dry so here. Yeah, it's so dry. That's I think 100%. I remember. <laughs> I came to call. I came to Denver to visit for one of my birthdays, and uh, I remember going to Kind Love uh, Dispensary out there, and I got some herb. I remember looking at it right when I opened the little medicine jar, and it was it was like moist, good. I went back to the Airbnb and like poured it on the table, dude. And just by leaving it out for like three minutes, it turned into fucking dust. Like I could pick it up and just pop it, dude. And it was like, damn, because people Colorado told me crisp. Colorado, yeah. Colorado crisp. <laughs> I've heard of that, man. And I was just like, OK, I guess it's easier to break up. But damn, like it's it's a real thing. And so how do you battle that with your outdoor? I guess it doesn't they just adapt. Yeah. Outdoors, I just let them go. And I like mine. I test mine here, but I I have them growing all over. I have some growing in Belgium, Texas, New York. Uh, there's some here in Colorado. That's awesome, dude. So you got you got a lot of people out there just running your genetics. Yeah, I spread them all over the world. To, I see how they do in different climates. You know, I've, I've read a lot of breeding books. Um, and a lot of what I've heard and read is, is making seeds up here at this high altitude is actually good for people in the lower altitudes. It gives them bigger plants. Hmm. So I'm testing that theory. Everyone seems to get bigger plants than I do. So, uh, <laughs> so far, I think it's true. <laughs> huh. I'd have to test that theory out, man. I have to see how that works. Because when I come to Colorado, I'm going to get some seeds and I'm going to come back here where we're below sea level where I'm at. So Cause I'm yeah. right on the water. Apparently, seeds made in higher elevations do better. That's from what I've heard or read. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we will see, man. I think that all depends on genetics, too. That's what I've been running. You know, I only run autoflowers. I don't run photoperiods or anything. And running autoflowers and finding really stable, good genetics is definitely that's, – that's a hunt on its own, should I say, because – you're finding breeders that are taking autoflowers, ruderalis, should I say, and crossing it with a photo period. But I think 
by doing that one time, I don't think it's enough. You have to, I, like, you, you gotta, gotta go to F4. You gotta pull it all the way to F4 for it to actually start producing those auto flower traits. I've started some auto projects. I just, I haven't gotten that far onto those yet. Okay. Is there just, I mean, why would you, if you, if you, if you're in a legal place, I mean, auto flowers have their place, I think, but I would do photo periods, honestly, just because you can control the grow you can control when it flowers. you can control how long you veg and auto flowers i get 17 maybe 18 days in and i have to transplant if i don't transplant within that window when i do transplant i notice they get uh they stunt they stunt or they won't they won't like the like a quarter of the bottom of the bag will stay wet it like won't ever the roots won't ever go down all the way to soak up that water so it's like the half top half of my bag will dry out but the bottom doesn't so when I water it, I feel like it, it feel like it becomes anaerobic, mm. and I don't know what causes that. I think that's just late transplant. Yeah, but haven't had that issue in a while since changing to Coco Loco, man. Uh, that and front row ag, my nutrients, dude. I cannot tell you how fucking crazy my plants are growing, especially Firebud Genetics. You know, Firebuds. And, oh yeah, um, I got some of their genetics. I still haven't. When I first moved here, I spent way too much money on seeds. Oh yeah. I've gotten I've gotten probably like forty different breeders work, I would say. I got hundred and twenty something strains. Um Damn, that's actually I was gonna say I have a lot too, but you got you <laughs> you got me beat. <laughs> yeah, I probably got about forty or fifty auto strains alone. Now these yeah. are things you've made or just different from no. breeders? No, different breeders. I've okay. I've made about eight eight or nine strains and I've scrapped them all except for two. I've kept two lines and I got a couple more that I'm gonna further hunt, but I'm pretty picky. Yeah. Extremely picky. So when I'm you were happy. saying you go all the way to F fours before you can like really is that the same for photo periods? Like you really wanna take it to uh higher, I guess, cross before you stabilize it or get it out there? Yeah. I mean, it depends on what you're looking for. I'm looking to grow dense buds with some really high terpene profile. Yeah, I mean, you want to, you lock down the trace that you want. The further you take a generation, the more uniform all the plants will be. Okay. I'm only in the F2s now, really. How long does it take to get to your F4s? Like, is that generally like months or is that like a year or so? Uh, that would be a few years because you would take an auto because your first one you take auto to the photo and then you got to take the ones to show yeah. autos out of those and then breed those again and then take the ones that show traits from there and then by f4 it should be all autos hmm. that's good to know theoretically that's yeah that's the way that's the way the breeding. So that's why the F4s that I have are so badass. I would say that because I have the Firebud Genetics uh, Care Bears F4, and man, I mean, at day 18 they were, sh- or no, at day 13 they were showing sex, and by day 18, dude, they were just fucking stretching like crazy. Yeah, he's probably just kept picking the best of the best and locking in the traits that he likes. So I got yeah. F. I think I have F2s actually. <laughs> oh, the Care Bears? Yeah, I might even have F1 and uh, maybe F2s. Yeah, I've had them since when I moved here, so about three years ago. Okay. And I I scooped up a lot of 
lot of people on that I knew, like Care Bear, like Firebuds is good people, man. Yeah. Have you had the chance to grow out any of uh, Tourette Growers, Pollen Chug Haze, or anything like that? Yes, I did. Yeah, he's, that's a really good one. Amazing. Yeah, that shit's delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's... He, it's fast, too. It. Yeah, he did an awesome job with that. That's uh, what yeah. I thought. I thought the same thing, especially for him... Especially for him saying, no, he didn't really do anything. He just, like, kind of just threw some seeds and, like, did a chose them. You know, he didn't really do too much, but it really came out with a fucking great product. Yep. And that's that's really what breeding is. It's really a roll of the dice. Because you don't I'm know. I mean, you can guess, and you'd be like, okay, I think that's the hereditary traits. But you really don't know until you grow them out again. Yeah. I'm definitely going to get my toes wet in breeding as soon as I get another area set up. Just because I need... Just like I've heard so many different people, I, you're going to have to have a whole different room, really, or a different tent to be sealed up. Because yeah. I don't want anything. I don't want my other flower and plants to get feminized, or not feminized, but uh, seeded. Yep. Yeah, I have a separate tent that I keep completely away from everything that is just for breeding. Okay, so in your uh, greenhouse, that's all all females? You don't, you're don't. you not having males in there? All but those 10, I got I to... Gotta, those are male, female. Those are because okay. that's. Uh, you're not worried about that. them. You're not worried about them getting up and pollinating, or they just have a while to go. Yeah, they're still small. I'll pull them before any of the balls open. Okay. And then I do have there's six other CBD plants in there that are male, female. I have three uh, New York Sour Diesel CBD, and then three Purple Gas. They're called. Sour um, D CBD sounds good. Oh, it smells just like Howard Diesel too. I'm so I'm hoping I get a male and female because my buddy only gave me three CD three seeds. So I would like to get a male, a male and female so I can at least try and continue on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if they're not, it just doesn't matter. I want a male and female. I'll make more seeds and hunt the rest. <laughs> That's smart, man, because you can definitely keep it going that way. All right, man. So I want to get ready to bring it to an end here, dude. Cool. So um, I want to. Thank you very much for having me on. Yeah, man. I just wanted. That's what I was going to say. I want to say thank you for coming on, especially with kind of short notice. I hit you up and you were able to just kind of swing it. So I appreciate appreciate the story, too, man. And um, like I said before, man, I'm proud. I'm happy that you found your dad. I really am. And that's like a really heartwarming story that I think a lot of people can Hopefully someone can relate to that, you know what I mean? And, and really not he give up, even, give up a search. That's what I'm existed. saying. Yeah, so that's crazy. crazy. Yeah, he yeah. was looking for his parents because he doesn't know his parents. So he yeah. was trying to find them, and then I came back. So he reached out and was like, uh, I think we should talk. <laughs> and then when I said my mom's name, he was like, oh, shit. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? I remember her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like oh no oh no it's like yeah guess what you have a son <laughs> damn and how, yeah you met him how old were you when you met him 43 40, 42 43 lived your whole life pretty much man or half your half of your life already is gone and that's crazy man i love it i love to hear that and then when I meet him, it's, it's my wife is kind of freaked out because we're it's, it's almost like we're identical people. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. He's like a stoner, just like me. He, he, same thing. I mean, we're you can tell where I got the. It's definitely my genetics. 
or on his kids, I guess you could yeah. say. Yeah. That's awesome, man. All right, brother. Well, like I said, man, I appreciate it again. And um, I'll have this episode probably out in the next few days. And I uh, hope people enjoy it, man. I think they will. Awesome. I hope so, too. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right, man. You have a good night. Thanks, man. You too. All right, brother. Later. Later.